I'm just a little silhouette of a man Calamouche, calamouche Satellite in my eye Like a diamond in the sky Bob and Josh are the gayest guys I know Gayest guys If it were six million Yada 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 Next time it will definitely be Six million Jews Hello and good morning This is Josh from OK Hear Me Out And I'm here this week with another OK Homo Select uh, that's right, this is not a new episode of Okay Hear Me Out, we're still recording bi-weekly, but on the off weeks, uh, we're taking the chance to revisit old topics. These may be, top- these may be to- topics that have come up uh, with or be relevant to recent topics we discuss, these may be things that have come up in the news, or they may just be uh, exciting monumental episodes that are worth going back and revisiting. And this week, uh, I dig deep back into the archives, back to episode 24, Failure to Reproduce. Um, And it's exactly as the title says. This is talking about the replication crisis in science. So back in the early 2010s, uh, there was a big issue or big scandal where it came out that a massive amount of uh, peer-reviewed scientific journal published studies had issues, had like could could not be replicated uh, via the scientific method by other researchers. Uh, what got a lot, what got a lot of the press, or the main focus of this was psych- psychology studies, particularly priming studies. So think power poses. If you remember, if you ever, you ever lived through the a- age of power poses and people bringing up power poses and everyone around you loving power poses, uh, which I grew up during that age, um, <clears throat> then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, so. That, that's, that's the focus of it, but as we dig into in the episode, um, there, there are uh, pretty terrible success rates and uh, pretty ter- terribly designed studies in general for pretty much every other field of science as well. This, this includes the hard sciences, that the biologies, the chemistries, the physics, the engineering, the medicine, all those things um, that you know, suppo- that we rely on in our daily lives and that are supposed to be you know, follow some pretty standard laws that uh, those by were found those studies found themselves not able to be replicated at rates of uh, 20 to 50 percent by other researchers um, a lot of times and then uh, on top of that uh, a lot of times these peer-reviewed studies are poorly designed they're not testing for the variable they say they are um, or they're they're playing statistical tricks on you to prove something to attempt to prove something that they're not actually successfully proving so we, we do deep dive into that that takes up a good portion of the episode but but I would be remiss to say this this episode is in uh, from December of 2020. Uh, we spend about 20 minutes at the beginning talking about COVID, the, the the pandemic, and it's it's crazy to listen back and hear uh, just kind of what what a um, omnipresent news story that was at the time. Just it, everything everything was tainted by it. Uh, Bob brings in a little bit about um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg being racist. I, I believe this was probably right after she passed away. Uh, but, 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 back to the replication stuff. The reason I bring this up now is because just just the other week, uh, YouTube brought a video to my attention um, titled in, in big, bold, mostly caps letters, Academia is broken! Harvard fake data scandal explained! And um, yeah, I go go to watch it, excited to see if there's some some new thing to talk about. And uh, so so it's this guy he's talking about um this this professor lady at Harvard, uh, Francesca Gino. Um, and as I go through and like 
I think I only ever made it halfway through the video. <laughs> Everything he talks about is a priming study. And uh, like he like the title says, fake data, blah, blah, blah. So like, you know, there, there's more to go into. Uh, probably going to discuss it in the, the next week's episode. But um, I, I thought this was particularly uh, you know, relevant to bring back up that in the last 15 years, we have learned nothing that uh, we're still we're still giving um, you know top publication top uh, headlines top funding uh, top you know Harvard positions to people who are doing priming studies uh, after <laughs> we it's found out that's complete nonsense and apparently everyone uh, was gonna change for the better so uh, that's that's pretty much the the sum here why I wanted to revisit this but uh, without further ado Welcome back to the world of 2020, when all of our mic quality is terrible. Just kidding, it's mostly errands. Episode 24, Failure to Reproduce. Hello and good evening. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by Aaron and Bob. We're the folks who can help you find the method of the madness, reason and the unreasonable, and make sense out of nonsense, because this is Okay, Hear Me Out. And, and before we go any further, I want to mention, uh, because we've done a horrible job managing it, we do have a voicemail phone number. That is 833-492-4442. Again, 833-492-442. God damn it, I can't fucking... <laughs> Aaron and Bob, the... how are you all doing? Aaron and Bob, how are you all doing? Okay? You had it the first round. You did... Yeah, you did great. <laughs> I shouldn't have tried to repeat it. That's the uh, moral of the story, Just say 4442. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow, that's so much better. It's almost like Bob's, like, said a phone number out loud before in his life. Huh. Huh. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Good. I actually got a weird voicemail it wasn't <laughs> from a person, though. It was like from a company trying to say that like people are gonna try to scam me, and I should protect that somehow. <laughs> and I was like, God damn it! Or did they also follow up with with a uh, asking for your social security number? Oh yeah, to make yeah. sure that you're secure or not. Nigerian prince for sure. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that is not nearly anti-Semitic enough to get on the show. <laughs> well all right do you guys want to start off with some covid updates obviously uh yes please he has risen yeah well trump trump has risen <laughs> three days later as prophesized oh no <laughs> i didn't even realize that yes <laughs> well this is making me start believe gentlemen just think of how much trump also says like uh, uh do not be afraid and uh, whatever, like how people reject his message, all all those other you know classic Jesus tropes. Yeah, be not afraid. <laughs> people reject his message because he told the truth. Uh, I'm gonna refer to people uh, that don't vote for Trump as the Romans. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. Pharisees. Got po the Pontius Pilate, Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I love it. <laughs> also, though, in my opinion, he's he's lying. He didn't get COVID. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he might have gotten a a, a positive test because, as we've told you before, uh, fucking oranges and papaya fruits and blank tests and goats have all tested positive. So yeah, I'm sure he had a positive test, but it was just clearly a ploy so he could just be like, "Yeah, I beat it. Well, I got the best genetics. Yeah, it's not a big deal." Don't worry about it, America. That, that particular, the false positive rate is actually starting to come to light ever so gradually. And it's not even hitting like the mainstream news, but it did get covered in um, 
the Canadian Parliament. Uh, some independent uh, MP in the Canadian Parliament brought up the fact that the the guidelines for the PCR test for conducting uh, the COVID test is actually 50% higher than is recommended. And so they're getting super, super, super uh, precise results when at, at that level, it's not measuring something that is within the realm of the um, viral density or the viral load that is required for someone to get sick or even to be contagious with COVID. Meaning what in English? Just say that. Meaning that <laughs> for people who haven't been listening to no agenda for the last six yeah, months. Meaning the fact that they oh, are. Oh yeah. Viral are, density. No, no, you're right. Yeah. The viral density is real. Uh, it's about three parsecs up from uh, the. Okay. I mean, that's a distance. So normally they do 33 <laughs> spin cycles, but uh, this time they, they've been doing like 45. Yeah, they've been doing 911 more. spin cycles, and now it's real out of control. <laughs> so, so basically, they're they're uh, taking this PCR test and they're uh, they're cycling it way too much. The precision on the test is it's way too high. And will ultimately almost all the time get positive results. So they're they're so, so this it's a high false positive rate, and that's starting to come out uh, with lab technicians who are running the PCR tests and the equipment uh, involved with them. What do you mean high precision? So, so the cycling like amplifies yeah the cycling like amplifies the signal or like the detecting of uh, particles, right? Yes, it, it essentially takes like a very very tiny sample of whatever you're looking for and each cycle magnifies that and it keeps magnifying it. And so if you magnify it's like, it's like a preamp. Yeah. If you magnify it enough, you can find just about anything you're looking for almost. So uh, if yes. you have a cold, you would definitely pot test positive is what you're saying. Um, I, I don't know technically because I think they are looking for the RNA in, uh, with the PCR test, like that is their objective in determining if you have COVID or not a uh, section of the COVID-19 RNA that they're looking for. So I don't know about that, but you could also just like come in contact with COVID, but at such a small amount that it doesn't get you sick, which is in reference to the viral load that is required to actually get someone sick. Like, like a standing in a room with someone for like one second, rather than sleeping in a room with someone all night you can accumulate a large viral load that way. And that, the, the bigger the load, the, like, the more potential you can of, uh, you are of getting sick. Can I... Uh, wait, sorry, is this coronavirus or the, yeah. the great work that Dr. Anthony Fauci did with HIV and AIDS back in the day? <laughs> Both. <Can> I, <laughs> the same a, <laughs> I want to make a suggestion real quick. Um, we were talking about this, like, before we started recording, but I just want to bring this up. And our friend, one of our friends brought this up. We should really, people really need to start using their own anecdotal evidence because I know that's what they, the, every time you, you bring up something that is anecdotal, somebody says, well, that's anecdotal evidence. You have to throw that out. And then they immediately appeal to authority. Um, so then the next time that some like bald guy who didn't have the skill set to kiss a girl in high school uh, comes to you and says, I want to magnify your uh, RNA with 33.3 uh, <laughs> spin cycles. And uh, yeah, there's a false positive. And they, once they start saying that, just just figure out if you're sick or not. Don't listen to that guy anymore. Like, re I, in all honesty, all of these people are scamming you. Like, just uh, Aaron, pure, purely go off your own anecdotal evidence from now on. 
it, your life will be a thousand times better. <laughs> do you do you not love to science, Aaron? You already is, is know how much right I now? love it. Dude, it's so <laughs> it's so fucking absurd. They can't even they they don't even have a way to test for it. Like not an not a an accurate way. Well, when what the fuck's the point of a test? Yeah, no, I don't well, have exactly, a way to fly a exactly. plane. Not in an accurate way. I mean, I can fly one technically. So uh, <laughs> in, if you're, you know, I'm a pilot. Don't worry about it. I I, I can fly it, just not accurately. Isn't that what a pilot? <laughs> so why am I? How, how dare you say I'm not a pilot? Like they they don't have a test for it. If the test isn't accurate, they don't have one. Basically, yes, yeah, and that's why we. Uh, there have been reports from test sites out of, I believe it was Florida, right, Josh? That uh, they yeah. had 100% positive rates when they tested for COVID-19 at a certain I, testing site. 100% of the people tested positive. I, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, that was actually due to um, only reporting positive cases, not also negative. And they had, like, saved up some cases. So, like, they didn't report them for a week or two or something weird like that. Uh, but I'm, I'm sure a bunch were also uh, false positives or there was some uh, scandal or yeah, issue guys, there. blank tests. Uh, the, just the test without ever putting anything on it have tested positive for coronavirus. Well, Aaron, did you hear that uh, we we just just today the CDC confirmed by the gu- guidelines that the coronavirus can be tra- transmitted uh, airborne? Uh, via the air and not just close contact so um, so now the masks uh, don't possibly, do anything it's everywhere in the air oh my god the... now the masks are more important than ever no that means they're not important at all man <laughs> aaron, aaron we shouldn't be taking chances just because we have more information that suggests there's less risk doesn't mean that there's not risk at all that means that everyone wait wait, wait. No, no 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 everyone no no Guys, this means that we should be even more fearful. We we need to be more fearful of COVID nineteen. If it's in the air, it's literally everywhere. So, when you're as recommended by the state of California, when you go to a diner with someone, you need to make sure. (laughs) (laughs) And don't forget quote by Gavin Newsom. Yeah, don't forget to keep your mask on in between bites. (laughs) Dude, I would love to see somebody. I would. I just want them to choke on their food. The second I saw somebody do that, I just go and punch, <laughs> punch their food right down their throat, right through their mouth. I want to see someone try to give them a Heimlich, and then like because they have the mask on, the food can't like trampoline directly back down back their down. throat. And they die. Yeah, that's the exact. And then it looks scenario. like someone's just humping them to death. Exact scenario we need is somebody getting the Heimlich, have them choke their food up, trampoline off the inside of their mask, right back down their throat, and they die like a like a fucking wily e. coyote escapade that's exactly what we uh, need to happen to people right now uh, that's, it, that's the dumb and dumber four we really need did you guys also see that video that trump posted after uh he was being the the same day he got released from the hospital uh you said that don't don't be afraid don't allow covid to control your life don't let it dominate your life i'm sorry and the media came out and they literally said that this was the most uh, what was the word that they used? Uh, irresponsible message that uh, Donald Trump has ever said in his presidency ever. It was the most irresponsible to not be fearful of COVID. Did you guys catch that? To, to not to not let something uh, that's not hurting you control your life. 
Yeah. I mean, if you believe them, if you believe them, and I'm including Trump, everybody, if you believe them and any and all the shit that they tell you, oh yeah, it's transferred through liquid. Now it's through aerosols, and put the mask on. Don't take put the mask off. No, no, now you need to have it, or else we'll arrest you. If you're listening to that whole fucking thing, uh, do you believe you should be afraid of something that a 74 year old fat guy got over in three days? <laughs> He he had access to all the best doctors and the hospital uh, the facilities and experimental drugs so we got that the, the cure. average seventy four year old obese man would not. So we got the cure. We we have the cure then. That well, if, if the cure well, is uh, uh, money and corruption and yeah. lying to the public, then well, um, let, let's say this. If Chris, because Chris Christie got it as well, he tested positive recently as well. So if Chris Christie dead, can like, survive no, this, if if Chris Christie can survive this, then it's never been a big deal ever, and, <laughs> and his objective, verifiable proof that this was never a big deal. If Chris Christie, that fucking piece of shit fat ass, survives COVID nineteen, it's so it's so infuriating. Like. I mean, it's it's exactly going high projected too, because now they're starting to talk about the spikes. They're they're starting to gear up for second wave. You remember, like three months ago, oh, I yeah, said no, second I, I wave start going to start. They're going to start gearing up for it in October. It'll start being like, whoa, oh, there's there's spikes here and there, and uh, what's happening? Is it possibly a second wave coming? And they're gonna full blown second wave the last like week of October. Uh, it's going to be the shittiest Halloween that any kid has ever enjoyed in existence, which I thought was impossible because. I was a kid for the fucking razor blades and the apple Halloweens, where all of a sudden they wanted seven o'clock curfews from then on. That was bad enough. I'm so sorry you got drugged by a guy in a van. Is that, is that the moral of the story? <laughs> no, we didn't. We, believe me, I didn't get the opportunity to be drugged by a guy in a van because the news scared the shit out of everybody, saying that there's razor blades found in apples, which was a complete myth. And and who the fuck cares? Like you bite into it, you cut your tongue open or your lip or your cheek open, and it's like oh yeah, hey, yeah, whatever. you know those kids that just swallow apples whole. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> or or <laughs> take a big enough bite where they swallow the whole razor blade. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, who takes a razor blade sized bite of anything? What the fuck? <laughs> what if the razor blade were infected with like AIDS or something? Or COVID nineteen. Oh, there we go. Thanks, thanks, Bob. <laughs> Actually, so so here here's the local news for today. Here's the headline: uh, <clears throat> DC recorded the highest number of daily coronavirus cases in four months. Uh, so that Can is. We get to guess how many cases it is. Yeah, oh, please, please, for for the capital, Washington D.C. Nine hundred eleven. Uh, I don't know, like a million people or something. Is no, it's more than that. It's not. It's not that big. It's not that big. D.C. proper is not that big. <laughs> Is that like oh, oh, crap? I'm gonna guess that they're gonna say it's uh, like 0.01 percent of the population. Whatever 0.01 percent of the population is, how many cases are gonna be spiked? Oh, apparently, you know, 705,000 people. Seven hundred thousand. So one seven hundred five. Yeah. So I'm gonna say nine hundred. My, my guess. Yeah, my guess is nine hundred eleven. Yeah. <laughs> how many? How many did they get? 105. Oh my god! <laughs> it's point zero seven percent of the population. Got it. So then 99.96% of them are going to survive. Wow. May, uh, there's a 1 in 10 chance of one guy dying. 
Wow. There's a 10% chance of one guy dying of COVID, technically. We, we might as well just quarantine the whole city down. Don't let anyone in or out. <laughs> That's how fucking stupid this is. Even by their own inflated numbers, this doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't know how anyone's on board with this. I like how they the had to pull out the, uh, the stat instead of just saying in the headline 100 and like whatever people uh, tested positive for COVID this week. They, they had to say, this is the highest surge in positive test rates in four months. And it's like, well, if it's been that low for four months, what the fuck are we all still doing? <laughs> what the fuck is, is happening here? If we had had, what was the number again? 705? Well, no, 105. 105 yes. if 105 is the peak and that's that's a peak for a four-month period then fuck it open everything up it's gonna oh. it's gonna explode to millions it's gonna be all, can all of the hospitals and all of the medical professionals in the dc proper area can they handle 100 cases in a week is that feasible is that probable no no but if they open it up it'll be seven hundred thousand. yeah if, if oh they open it all up God. it'll be everybody they can't. They oh. can't support half a million. You go into the grocery store with a mask on, and while everyone's being, as long as everyone's huge assholes uh, to everybody and making sure everything's closed down, then only a hundred five people get it. If you, if everyone still goes to the store and they aren't wearing masks and they and everyone isn't being a huge asshole, then five hundred thousand people will get it. Right? Like that's the story. That's the make believe world that we live in. Yeah, uh, I'd also like to mention uh, uh, case numbers were averaging about 33 new cases a day since September 26th. Oh, in case, in case you were wondering for for reference, it's like they're not even trying to hide it at this point. Like, Jesus well, we're gonna Christ. we're gonna hit. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna hit flu season uh, mid November. Uh, the flu cases even now are gonna start going up, and that's why they're gonna start second wave, second wave, second wave everywhere. It's gonna be that's. That's all they're going to talk about. It's it's going to be. Can I, can I start being a flu denier? That sounds like a, a very sensible route forward in my life. Yeah, I mean, you should yeah. Just tell I'm people the flu doesn't exist. Just see what they say. Yeah, flu's not real. Oh, that that's not actually the flu you have. That's a gastroenteritis or whatever. Uh, it's it's a, another virus that's a uh, not deadly. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. Shall we get on to our first? Conspiracy yes. or theory? I'm just going to call it a theory. Oh, you've got a little theory All right. going on cooking up here. I have I have a very small theory going on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hear me out. <laughs> Is that the first time we've we've done that yet? I think so. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hear me out. Ruth Gator. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I don't know why I didn't bring this in la uh, when she died when we did that episode, but I have a theory that she is a nazi okay go on how how many times <laughs> did she say the n-word on 4chan today <laughs> no that was just hillary clinton <laughs> oh, oh excuse me <laughs> yeah uh rip or gb okay anyway so my theory goes uh it it touches on well if you think of eugenics and people who pop, uh, who, who went and used eugenics, who, who do you think of? Now I just think of uh, the Bill Gates dad. Did oh, he pass away recently? Yeah, I literally, that's who I think of too. I think of Bill Gates' dad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you two have ruined me. I, I was I was reaching for the Nazi angle. 
right? The Nazis were very right, popular in using uh, uh, pretty much anyone with any disability. <laughs> Uh, from from the Wikipedia here, the I mean, Can we they... talk about disabilities too. While we're at, so uh, th- this is like disability awareness month. In case you guys were were wondering. Oh yeah, that whatever. <laughs> so they they went as far as like the poor, mentally ill, blind, deaf, de- uh, de- developmentally disabled, promiscuous women, know? obviously homosexuals and racial groups. Uh, yeah, I, I've never actually seen evidence for like all the others, like. We all know, like, the Russians and the Jews were all kind of euthanized there. Didn't dig up any were they, skeletons though? with scoliosis. Like, <laughs> but, okay, well, I'm just going off what, what is, like, yeah, okay. you know, and, and we'll save that for episode I'm, 33. I'm in popular media. Excuse you Okay, much. yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. the Nazis, they were, they were the supervillains of all time. Back in 2009, Ruth Bader Ginsburg did an interview with the New York Times Magazine, and she was asked back in the day about, you know, they were talking about women on the Supreme Court and women in courts and stuff like that. And they asked her typically about Roe v. Wade. Uh, so the, the question that was posed goes, all the emphasis on abortion and Roe v. Wade in order to pick a Supreme Court justice is strange that everything has to turn onto a single issue. Is this um, is this still the sixty women liberations movement that is uh, that is strong politically sixty years later? So she's referring back to like, the time era when you know the women's movement was going on and stuff like that because Roe v. Wade was decided I, I believe in nineteen seventy three, and she she answers uh, almost too honestly in my opinion, which is like a dead giveaway here. Like sometimes the truth just has to come out. And her, her answer was, frankly, I had uh, thought that at the time Roe v. Wade was decided, there was concern about population growth, and particularly growth in populations that we don't want to have many or too many of. What? He actually said that shit? Yes. <laughs> but by, by that, you mean, of course, the, uh, the people who have too large of carbon footprint, right? This, this is a, a climate change <laughs> RBG is a, a effectively the older generation of AOC, right? Oh, I don't know about that, dude. That is crazy, actually, that she admitted that's, that. The whole, that's terrible. Yeah, right. Okay, so nothing about women's rights at all regarding that. No, nothing at all, but regardless of any racial implication. Too, the whole point of the uh, the people we don't want too many of. Is exactly as you were describing uh, the people whom the Nazis um, had had been persecuting and killing. Uh, just like a widespread of people they just didn't want more of. Yeah. So, uh, let, let's bring you know, that up. You know, what's funny is that Bill Gates' dad was actually heavily involved in that at the time, so we actually got the right answer. It wasn't... Okay, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the... Uh, the Nazis, who are... Dude, is anyone else sick of them being used like a Harry Potter villain? Uh, like, not really. I find it very comical at the end of the day. You know, like, he who shall not be named kind of thing. Like, I, <laughs> I just find it, like, silly at the end of the day. But that's just me. Like, I, I want to know... I want to know everything there is to know about the goddamn World War Two And all those goddamn... There, there's so much... There's so much going on there with that spell. That Nazi spell is so strong. I want to know what is going on there because it doesn't make any. It's it doesn't make any sense. 
it, it's too much like what everyone refers to. It's this like weird comic book villain that can't possibly be reflecting reality at this point. Um, well, there's something too hyperbolic go, about it. If we want to go comic books, let's just go full comic books and say the Nazis are like they are in like Hellboy or Helsing, where they're just uh, straight up doing a cult supernatural monster shit or they're vampires and zombies and stuff that's the that's what i mean though like that's what you think when you say that. they have like the the really cool symbolism and they're just it's like really organized like they just look the part of the evil empire and it's just so there's something off there great branding campaign if you ask me if it's still a uh, this strong you know, 60, That's what 70, I mean, but the branding campaign 80, isn't... 75, 80 years later. See, they're not the ones that were branding themselves, though. That's the thing. They weren't even branding themselves like that. They got branded that way, and it's been a marketing campaign ever since, and I want to know everything there is to know about it. It makes it fast. That's the part that makes it fascinating to me. It's like, why did they get picked as the thing you always point to as the comic book villain? You know what I mean? Yeah, we need to look into that for a few. They weren't even. I, they didn't even have the most body count in that fucking decade. <laughs> no, they didn't. Like fucking that Russian famine or whatever, and the communism there. Yeah, the like. That's the point. That's that's the part that's so crazy, is that they didn't even have that good of a kill count for that decade. <laughs> Not even tops on the list, but they're somehow Darth Vader. Like they became. Yeah, the the fact that like the Chinese and the Russians snuck by with much higher kill counts. But as I mean, they're compared Darth Vader to did that, nothing wrong. <laughs> compared to that, uh, you could they always get compared. They're like it's a perfect comparison to compare them to any comic book villain. Yeah, like, they are the Legion of Doom. Like that's it. It's just so there's something there. I got I I have to delve way more into that now. Thanks, thanks, guys. Now I'm going to be a Nazi. Now I got to look into Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to be a part of the to... 33rd episode. So yeah, I know. I got to be real prepared. 33rd <laughs> episode spectacular. That's going to be an event. Uh, mm-hmm. But Bob, anything more about RBG and her uh, controversial Nazi ties? Uh, no, th- th- that's about it. So wh- whenever someone. Yeah, so whenever someone tries to champion her as a women's rights activist, uh, she probably wouldn't have gone along with Roe v. Wade if she had to decide something uh, in the same manner of fashion. Like, if she was on the court back then, it would probably have been a little different. You know what I mean? Yeah, she, so. she, told, she said that like she's a fucking eugenicist. That's how they all talk. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's certain groups that we don't really want to procreate. And like, okay, but certain groups, like she's like, ah, oh, come on, you know. We all know what group. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm, all know. Uh, I'm not as racist as you. I don't think I know the groups, actually. I mean, could you look how bad it is at 13%? Could you imagine if it got to 27? I Everyone think he's referring to the Italians. To the Italians, maybe the Greeks. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Both quite greasy people. Well, you go, with Dar- <laughs> you go with Darwinian theory on it, and it starts with the Irish are the lowest. He actually wrote that, well, by the way. The, the Darwin, oh, the okay. guy that they always talk about, uh, Irish are the lowest form of... The Irish are the lowest form of human, even lower than the Negro. <laughs> <laughs> Direct quote, wow. Charles Darwin. 
Like oh, he's man, that's great. Not is only he, he assumes that everyone knows that black people are the lowest, but Irish are even lower than that. Those scum. Like that. It's just like these are your heroes, guys. These are your science heroes. Hey, Aaron. Yeah, it sounds sounds like you're joking about this, but uh, Darwin is he's a very important, influential scientist for our modern age. Yeah, he literally um, said that. So, so Aaron, uh, we know your thoughts on the science, but Bob, how do you feel about the science? I love the science. I fucking love science. (laughs) He does. He loves it so much. (laughs) What what do you love so much about science? I love how accurate it is. Like everything that comes out, it's you know, it's right on the money. They they get they nail everything right in the head. It's so altruistic, too. They just are thirsting for knowledge. It's just about yeah. knowledge. It yeah. has nothing to do with any kind of ulterior motive ever. It, it is it is incorruptible. Yeah. There's a nothing sci- that, that can just cares about knowledge. <laughs> money, money to a scientist, is it doesn't exist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're completely selfless people, all scientists. Oh, Especially yeah. They're just an autist with a microscope, just searching for the truth. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's start with a clip, just a little instruction clip. The uh, the coffee break at forty four. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me get this queued up here. All right. What happens in science becomes public policy. What happens in science becomes your drug treatment. What happens in science turns into pop science, which turns into your friend insisting at a dinner party that power posing is the secret to becoming dominant and assertive. There's nothing there. The books have nothing to okay. say. <laughs> So th- that's that's because science is so uh, above reproach and and uh, perfect and the golden standard for uh, for living and learning um, and because we have such a, a an efficient society to where science and what the scientists are able to discover immediately becomes public policy and uh, medication and all that all that fun stuff that makes our lives better um, we're living in a perfect utopia now right or or about to rather. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my in God. 2011, an article was. That was my bad. Oh, I thought you guys were just like queued up. Really, you had really good synchronicity. Like, <laughs> wing. Yeah, wait, I'll, I'll, I'll tap three times for the. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what were you saying, Josh? Uh, okay. okay. So uh, let's let's actually go to the uh, the coffee break. Uh, 653 clip um, <clears throat> get, get an idea of uh, where science especially you know in the field of medicine and uh, the biomedical sciences where that's at in uh, our you know, modern age mentality we are currently facing an impossible amount of scientific articles the well respected the Lancet researched that that's a good. while ago and they found okay more science uh yeah, yeah. Play, play a little bit more i think it meant that's good to the guy not to you to stop okay five percent oh, yeah. of the published biomedical research is rubbish nonsense 35. if you throw in enough data and you give it a good scientific stir you'd be a complete idiot if you don't find any correlation between something and something else and then you're published and your H index goes up, and that, my dear scientists of the future, is a good thing. Not for society, not, not, not for the world, 
but for you. That's that's a little bit concerning. He just said eighty five percent of uh, biomedical research in a respected journal um, apparently is bad. What what, what do you two think about well, that's, that? That that actually did hit the nail on the head. It's it's a uh, prestige grab by individuals in the field to have something that pulls your attention that can correlate one thing to another thing in order to gain garners. Uh, respect and prestige so that you can then sell that respect and prestige to a company that wants you to prove something for them that they've already predetermined before the start. That is yes. what today's it, science is. I mean, look at the most prestigious um, scientists that we have today. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, very prestigious. <laughs> 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 I mean, I don't know a single other astrophysicist. Miku <laughs> uh, Kaku or whatever that Michu Kaku, that <laughs> the, old, the guy that's uh, on Ancient Chinese. Aliens. You know what I'm the talking about? Ancient Aliens guy. No, I, I don't know. I was making a joke. Wow, well, I guess but, Aaron's more versed yeah. in the field of astrophysics than yeah. us. Good job, good job, yes, ending that one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Michu, Michu Kaku. Yeah. Okay. Killed it. Okay, so you're not just making a penis joke. No, he's a theoretical physicist. He is... Killing it, Aaron. Killing Chinese it. Chinese as fuck. I don't know. His name sounds Japanese, but okay. Um. Well, I mean, that's, you know... I didn't specify what part of China. But... <laughs> Uh, I think the the more recent history is uh, uh, Japan's dominion over China, but um, okay, okay. So that's, we we get into a little bit where, uh, depending on what you want to look for in the data and science, um, you can find what you want to find, and you can set up a study to uh, you know to um, you know figure out or come to the conclusions that whoever's funding you wants you to come to. Uh, they they have some statistical standards for this. And uh, the, the p-value is the main one. Pretty much it determines correlation or uh, the level of correlation between variables. And, uh, Bob, can you go to the uh, 541 Veritasium clip? Yes, I can. Five, here we go. The, the point is a p-value is only really valid for a single measure. Once you're comparing a whole slew of variables, the probability that at least one of them gives you a false positive goes way up. And this is known as p-hacking. Researchers can make a lot of decisions about their analysis that can decrease the p-value. For example, let's say you analyze your data and you find it nearly reaches statistical significance. So you decide to collect just a few more data points to be sure. Then if the p-value drops below 0.05, you stop collecting data, confident that these additional data points could only have made the result more significant if there were really a true relationship there. But numerical simulations show that relationships can cross the significance threshold by adding more data points, even though a much larger sample would show that there really is no relationship. In fact, there are a great number of ways to increase the likelihood of significant results, like having two dependent variables, adding more observations, controlling for gender, or dropping one of three conditions. Combining all three of these strategies together increases the likelihood of a false positive to over 60%, and that is using P less than 0.05. Now, if you think this is just a okay, problem so for a psychologist... You're able to... In fact, that's just a, a, uh, an analysis of how easy it is to uh, 
manipulate and experiment to get the results you want. And and again, the, the 0.05 standard he's referring to for a p-value um, apparently is some arbitrary value come up uh, come up with some scientists um, in like 1929, I think it was. Uh, so it's not like there are better or higher standards of uh, determining significance than that metric. Well, that's and uh, yeah, that's just so obvious. Like it's like, oh, I'm I'm trying to prove this thing, so I'm setting up this experiment. And then if you grab like let's say a thousand, uh, you grab like a thousand examples in your study, and it doesn't show the result you want. You either change the variables until the the data you collected does show the result that you wanted, or you just go out and collect another thousand and go, oh well, yeah, no, look, out of a thousand people, it showed what I wanted it to. You can like looks like we have a scientist on our hands you can here. Aaron, you, you show great promise. Yeah, you can manipulate all of the data so easily on these studies. It's it's absurd that people think that these are like infallible. Now, now let's uh, uh, get to the lead. Okay, hear me out. Science is the hoax. Oh, uh, no. That, that oh, <laughs> come on. Not science. Not. Oh, not science. Today's science is come such on. a joke. It's, it's <laughs> I mean, it really is. Especially if you compound, like, social sciences into this thing. I Like, what the stuff you're bringing in specifically has to do with, like, the the legitimate sciences, which people obviously look up to and respect and, and think it's uncompromising and completely objective and inscrutable. But you know what I mean? If you add in all the other pseudosciences, like social sciences, it just gets even worse than, than what they're talking <laughs> about with manipulation and prestige coming into play. And, you know, like, like I was saying before, um, we started recording there's always going to be a human variable in everything that happens you know there, there's wants and desires in every scientist that has ever lived except for probably newton because he was too autistic to even understand that <laughs> but you know like everything can potentially be compromised not everything you know, here's the science that's real if somebody goes, hey, I have a light bulb. I can show you how I can power it with a potato. Boom. And then they just hook up that wire and stuck, stick that shit in the potato. And then it lights up the light bulb. And you're like, holy shit. That's an applied science. And they can prove to you right away that something works, that they theorized works. That's what the if difference. They had a, a, what if they had a secret battery hidden inside the potato? Or what if this particular pa- yeah, potato yeah. Uh, were subject to a mutation to where... Uh, it had like some, you know, the the electrolyte or acidity value inside. That's wow, the that best part. Thing works is that it's observable it's, it's repeatable. and repeatable. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Term repeatable. Um, I can go do it myself with a non, uh, you know, hoaxed potato and light up a light bulb, and then go, oh shit, and then we can actually work on why that works and talk about that, and that's real science. Uh, Bob, can you go to the nine twenty three ferritasium clip? I think that, that that perfectly builds on what Aaron is saying Absolutely. right now. Yeah, this conglomerate of like it must know, be inter- hold on. Uh, yeah, this con- like just an amalgamation of like a bunch of uh, statistical data analysis, and you can prove anything you want, anything you fucking want with any data set that you want. It's absolutely like useless information. Useless. It's just uh, an ad agency selling you nonsense 
It's like cigarettes I, I being good for your health. <laughs> yeah, you can. You <laughs> could go. I strike. literally in 2020, <laughs> you could find a way to prove that cigarettes are healthy for you with the right uh, data sets and having the right variables. Guarantee you, you could do that. No problem. Well, it's, uh, it's because okay. it's um, it's killing certain uh, bacteria and viruses inside your lungs, and and also because uh, it, it um, what should we call it? Sates, sates appetite or whatever uh, to where obesity is. No, you Sorry, know what you do? You just take a bunch of like people with re- relatively healthy diets that are smokers, and then you compare them against like a bunch of fat yeah. vegans, and then you just go, "Look, smoking is healthier than a vegan diet." No, there's a you can do that uh, in, in no, these... no problem. Well, there is correlation in, uh, there. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> and the, the very testing video here actually has a bit where he's talking about um. How, how there was this study uh, that was uh, uh, quote unquote proving how um, chocolate will speed up weight loss. E- eating chocolate every day will yeah, speed yeah. up and weight I, loss. You just and give everybody <laughs> chocolate and then put them on a, like a diet and an actual workout regimen, and then everybody else you give pizza and no chocolate. Well, chocolate is in the food it, it pyramid, was... guys. Come on. <laughs> pizza's no. Is that, is that what saved Chris Christie's life? The food pyramid. Bro, the food pizza's pyramid. the whole base of the food pyramid. You got your dairy. You got your cheese. <laughs> You got your fucking bread. It's the whole bottom of the food pyramid is pizza. That is the basis of a healthy diet, literally. <laughs> oh god. Okay, before we get too off topic, let's uh, let's go to the clip, Bob. All right. Interpreted. Looking at those results, it seems that dark-skinned players are more likely to get red carded, but certainly not three times as likely. Consensus helps in this case, but for most results, only one research group provides the analysis, and therein lies the problem of incentives. Scientists have huge incentives to publish papers. In fact, their careers depend on it. As one scientist, Brian Nosek, puts it, there is no cost to getting things wrong. The cost is not getting them published. Journals are far more likely to publish results that reach statistical significance. So if a method of data analysis results in a p-value less than 0.05, then you're likely to go with that method. Publications also more likely if the result is novel and unexpected. This encourages researchers to investigate more and more unlikely hypotheses, which further decreases the ratio of true to spurious relationships that are tested. Now, what about replication? Isn't science meant to self-correct by having other scientists replicate the findings of an initial discovery? In theory, yes, but in practice, it's more complicated. Like, take the precognition study from the start of this video. Three researchers attempted to replicate one of those experiments, and what did they find? Well, surprise, surprise, the hit rate they obtained was not significantly different from chance. When they tried to publish their findings in the same journal as the original paper, they were rejected. The reason? The journal refuses to publish replication studies. So, Oh my god. Oh my god. That's the the basis of this this method that we've developed. Yeah, is being able to replicate it. Oh, I know. (laughs) Yeah, I know. We don't publish that. We wouldn't want to... <laughs> oh, that would be too close to science. <laughs> science. Wait a minute. No. There, there's some clip in here where uh, uh, of replication studies that have been f- performed in the last last so long, um, it's something like less than fifty percent. I think like thirty five percent are only thirty five percent are able to replicate um, the results of the experiment, and it's usually to less significance than the original study. Um, oftentimes in collaboration with people who did the original study, so they didn't just, like, do the experiment wrong or anything like that. Oh, no. Yeah, of oh, course. God. So, so that, that goes on what uh, Aaron was saying about, <sighs> you know, the 
demonstrating 30. and uh, reproducing and replicating, uh, you know, observable facts or observable uh, phenomena. 35%. 35%. They're wrong 65% of the time. Oh, oh God. and even they're when like, they're like, not wait, wrong... Another few seconds. I forget if it's here. Even when they're not wrong, they're claiming something hyperbolically. One way or the other, is what he said. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, Alright. If you're a scientist, the successful strategy is clear. And don't even attempt replication studies because few journals will publish them. And there is a very good chance that your results won't be statistically significant anyway. In which case, instead of being able to convince colleagues of the lack of reproducibility of an effect, you will be accused of just not doing it right. So a far better approach is to test novel and unexpected hypotheses and then p-hack your way to a statistically significant result. Now, I don't want to be... Man. Okay, it's, it's a different clip that has the 35%. And that's, that's, uh, that's still a good continuation. Dude, and that's yeah. just people who haven't been funded by companies yet. These are the tr people trying to break their way into getting noticed and funded by a company. <laughs> so you already are filling the candidates for these companies with complete fucking scumbags that are just bullshitting their way through the field. The guy that's like... A second to, oh, sorry. Oh, yes. I, I just want to say, I want to go back to a second to um, the, the, the clip or the introduction um, where science is what becomes public policy and science is what becomes uh, your cancer medication. Yeah. Um, how, how do you feel about that now? Well, that's the thing. Uh, yeah, like I was saying, like the guy that is just like there for the love of science and really the guy that does just thirst for the knowledge like the the autist with the microscope that's just on that quest for knowledge to better society that guy doesn't get published because he's doing replication studies and be like guys i think there's a problem with the field and they're like kicked out of school get it get the fuck out of here you didn't get any papers published and then what the weasel that just <laughs> bullshits his way into some nonsense study he gets published he gets offered to sell his soul some company that wants him to prove that they're like that coca-cola is good for you like that's how science that is science today and if unless you can absolutely replicate it for everybody you're full of shit science is nonsense uh bob can you can you queue up the 838 clip from the coffee break i, I think there's something uh good to add to what aaron is saying where it's not just those individual scientists uh who are uh, you know, following the money, following the the acclaim and the fame and the uh, nice headlines and the lack of consequences for uh, and whatnot for doing there. Well, the ones uh, with any dignity you know. aren't for sale. So you don't ever hear about them because they aren't for sale. That's that's the whole point. That's why it's fucked. <laughs> All right, here we go. Who's best involves doing, let's say, less rigorous work and getting more papers out. Doing. Uh, less rigorous work and uh, overhyping their results or interpreting it in ways that, let's say, are less, have less integrity, but, you know, get the headline. They're going to get rewarded. They're going to get the better jobs. They're going to get more grants. They're going to attract more students. Their students are going to copy their methods. And those methods are going to propagate that lead to uh, worse results, more false positives, more false discoveries, less reproducibility. And the problem... It is a self-propagating system. And it, uh, it... So not only that, but the system is designed so that the next generation and so on and so on, uh, the whole pyramid scheme of science 
It becomes exactly that, a pyramid scheme. Well, because oh the people that God. are benefiting wait, 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 wait. from the scientists that are paying for the scientists' work don't give a fuck if they find anything <laughs> that help people. They want a result. They don't give a fuck about the science at all. Not even a go. little bit. There's this uh, little graph that they're trying to show in this video as well, and it, it is... Have you failed to reproduce an experiment? Most scientists have experienced failure to reproduce results. And so they have a percentage for someone else's um, reproduction results that they failed to uh, reproduce and their own research that they failed to reproduce. So chemistry is up there uh, at like 88% with someone else's and about 65% for their own. Biology is up there with about 78% of someone else's study and 60% of their own that they failed to replicate physics and engineering. It's not much better. Holy fuck. Like 69% for someone else's and 51% for their own. Yeah. Cause it's, well, uh, I'll say, the, you know, you can thank theoretical physics for that. Cause none of that shit's reproducible. <laughs> no, uh, and engineering's a uh, subject that is well in my, in my job reproducing stuff from, uh, papers, whether it be, uh, like, models or even just like equations to, to calculate vibrations um some people publish like they have typos in their equations or sometimes intentionally have typos in their equations so that it's not like immediately reproduced so i've had to like back solve for stuff and find where they did it wrong so i could do it right <laughs> and it's uh like i so, uh, some part of my job is like some of that re uh, reproducibility stuff or like verification of uh work so that like you know for credibility when we actually apply it to stuff and uh yeah, there's when it comes to academic papers, there are a good number of inconsistencies, even in you know the applied engineering fields. Yeah, and like medicine, right here, someone else's experiment, sixty six percent. Oh Jesus Christ, that's failure scary. Rate. Okay. <laughs> and for their own um, experiments, it's about fifty five percent failure rate to reproduce. Like this is just absurd. Oh my God, like this is like the cornerstone of of the method right of the scientific method that like this is what's supposed to be driving this industry this wealth of <laughs> knowledge psychology and sociology oh, oh and God, what those charts look like well the <laughs> i mean those are all subjective but the like there for the, all those of these don't that have applied, experiments wait 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 those okay, do ahead. not have experiments to reproduce like oh, yeah. that <laughs> That's not like they take surveys and make conclusions based off that. It's, it's they philosophy. Are, they are. It's called. Medicine. It's philosophy, and they barely come up with a hypothesis at the end of their of their papers. They do not come up with anything uh, like other than a hypothesis. But they, for, they start for medicine they, and engineering. Like yeah, that shit should be under five percent. Yes. Study like things that you well, can't. I would hope so. Should be under five percent. You should not be having. Over fifty percent of your uh, studies that claim something not be able to be reproduced. Well, medicine, I I sort of understand because you know everyone has like different bodies and body types and internal chemistry and stuff like that. So it's like that. That is there's not some leeway in that. We're all omnivores. Like we all have, you know, what I mean, like there's you, you that would be one of the controls. Is like blood type or diet or region or. I mean, you'd have to break down literally every single like way we can measure someone's like internal chemistry. You know what I mean? Like not every single level. way, but you can't. Like, have... You'd have to take them all into account though to get something like that accurate. Like 
Bob, our, it could be something as small as somebody eats nightshades, they have more inflammation in their body. Something is, or like uh, somebody doesn't digest uh, processed seed and vegetable oil as well. Or there, there are like a lot of cases where, or like just little things in what you eat even, uh, yeah. where there's a ton of variability. A- anybody that says they can't digest something as well as another person is a dippy bitch that's trying to get on a gluten-free diet. Let's be, let's be completely <laughs> fucking honest with that. We all, we all don't digest corn well. And you eat corn, we all shit the corn out in in our poop. And we all like we all have the same bodies, guys. We all eat the same shit. It's not that different. Um all right. not enough to make it so you can't reproduce what almost seventy percent of your <laughs> of your well, experiments. Uh, yeah. Come considering on. how important medicine is in the modern world and how trusted it is in the modern world. Uh, and that it's uh, oftentimes literally a life or death situation. That's when a number like was a 55 to 65 percent between a, a scientist or a researcher's own or a, another researcher's experiment. Um, that's that's when that's especially concerning. Like we, we got a great quote here from Dr. Smaldino. Show me the incentive and I'll show you the outcome monger. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> straight out yep. of the horse's mouth yeah <laughs> it, and it's obvious obviously that's what happens that's why it's so annoying when people are like you're not a doctor it's like yeah because i'm not lying to you for money right now like what yes yeah. but i fucking love so science you're a all right bad businessman <laughs> insane <laughs> Dude, people are so oh. stupid Oh, no. I, I have a, another fun clip, the 925 from the uh, Coffee Break video. All right. And for anyone listening to these, uh, the links to these videos will be in the show notes. So you can uh, check them out yourselves. There, there's a lot more content than what we're covering here. Oh, here we go. Earth and environmental uh, sciences. They have a uh, failure to reproduce uh, 64% for someone else's and 41%. Oh, they can all reproduce their own. No problem. Now y'all way down to 40%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, wait, That's one of the environmental. So it, the, I think that also includes um, like geological dating and stuff that would be related to which fossils or whatever. Brings it down, also which climate. probably brings it down more than it actually is. Like when yeah, it comes yeah, to like, climate it's science. Lower. Well, environments <laughs> included as well. So uh, all that climate shit is going to be there. It's because yeah, climate that's what's driving the that. pH levels in the water table is bringing yeah. that down. Like, yep, I can reproduce that. Stick the little litmus <laughs> paper in the water, and no, oh, it's <laughs> yellow. It's good. Like, that's the guy bringing it down. And then there's somebody that's like, well, you see, it's yellow. All their ice is it's melting, and the polar bears are dead, and uh, the Louisiana is going to be underwater in ten years. That that's the person bringing it back up again. <laughs> I love it. All right, I'm going to play this clip. 40 years, words like innovative, groundbreaking, and novel in PubMed journal abstracts have increased by 2,500%. Now, one would hope that scientists have gotten that much more innovative guys, in wait, 40 years. Novel? That seems unlikely. What, what have we, Instead, what have, what's been going on lately with science that's novel? <laughs> well, I think it's talking about singular or like this one particular new kind of thing. Like it, 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 it's something brand new, essentially. No, no, but they're... No, but the novel coronavirus, that's the what they're talking coronavirus, about. The novel coronavirus, yeah. They, they have started branding it like, you'll never believe this science experiment. <laughs> they're holy... Innova- innovative vaccines. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Groundbreaking... Uh, groundbreaking water, Mars water on Antarctic ice. 
Okay. Oh, original, geez, so it, it, it's defined as original or striking, especially I in conception or style. I was saying, <laughs> new novel coronavirus, joke. fucking I idiot. I know, I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. Uh, yeah, so, going, so just sorry. to go into the whole marketing, the whole marketing of, or that, that was the clip, uh, but to go into the whole marketing of, um, of science and how it's gotten... Uh, so much worse over the generations and over the years uh, where they're, they're clearly selling something or being paid to sell something. Um, that's, uh, you know, what we're writing about. That's, that's the science that's coming out today. I, I hate yeah, to break obviously. it to you, Josh, but I, I've heard you out and I, I don't think I love science as much as I used to. <laughs> <gasps> oh. Will Bob I'm, ever do a science again? I'm a little heartbroken at the moment. <laughs> Bob, I need you to reproduce that uh, laser beams <laughs> off the moon experiment there. I need, yeah, okay, I need yeah. you a laser pointer on the moon and, yeah. and then fucking catch that light coming back. <laughs> okay, I'm down to do it with you one of these days. Yeah. Show um, you the light. The monochromatic sure. light. <laughs> <laughs> sure you will. That was a good science joke for everyone that knew. <laughs> So I, I think I think I've made my point here. Uh, I mean, not the the whole science and theory is not necessarily a hoax, but the whole field of science is, uh, you know, not above reproach to say the least. It's, yeah, it's not even close it's, to above reproach. It's crazy. It's not incorruptible. It's not. Uh, I'm just. There, I'm, there may have been some uh, slight sarcasm in uh, how we introduced this topic for for uh, <laughs> any of the autistic pure scientists out there listening well those yeah. guys are great that's but they're all working independently they're like the, the guy that everyone calls fucking crazy on like youtube going like well you see when i actually i can make the p tomato plant bigger if i just do this and no one will listen to me and it, it's like that guy is Wait, the scientist you want to listen to <laughs> it's well it's like yeah whatever i just used a random example yeah, i know i know uh <laughs> That, that's the kind of scientist you want to like go like oh this guy makes some good points oh look at this thing and he's he's showing you the results of his study like that's the guy you want to listen to not these not our mainstream science it's complete nonsense they're selling you fiction speaking of which i can't wait next week i'm doing dinosaurs dude you've been all sold we all of us we were sold a bill of goods on dinosaurs <laughs> That shit is nonsense. <laughs> had... T-Rexes, all, 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 they've had long arms this whole time? What? What? Not just arms, buddy. You know, I, I'm pretty sure scientists have discovered that dinosaurs were covered in feathers since the the uh, Jurassic Park movies had come out. And I don't uh, know why they never updated the, the updated science with... The Jurassic Park World series that, that they've started with with feathery right dinosaurs. Well, that's because the the yeah. toy line like it's hard to yep. produce feathers. They've already marketed it. You already know what they look like in your head because everything you believe in is fantasy. Even when you, if I say Tyrannosaurus Rex right now, you're looking at the lizard right now. You're not seeing some big feathered fucking retard bird, <laughs> uh, right? <laughs> It's not accurate. It's not scientific, though. I know, but that's what you're you you. In, when I said Tyrannosaurus Rex, you saw the Jurassic Park T Rex. Don't lie to me. You didn't see a feathery motherfucker in your mind. Oh no, I, I've I I have reprogrammed myself to think of dinosaurs as feathery monstrosities. Well, don't worry, they're both fake. 
and I'll get to show okay, you that next week. It's gonna be. <laughs> let's save great. this. Oh, but let's save this for next week. Just to close on your little uh, on your presentation here. Oh yeah, yeah. This exactly proves what I said at the beginning of the episode. Just start going off of your own anecdotal evidence. Don't listen to anyone. Like literally, I mean, you will be more correct, and your life will be way better if you just go off of your own anecdotal evidence for the rest of your life. Don't listen to anybody. But, but I'm still. You should still be deathly afraid of COVID-19. Well, obviously. I haven't used I mean, grandma's not at the table anymore. Joe Biden already told me that and reminded me of it. And, you know, grandma's dead from COVID. And probably because I didn't wear a mask one time in between bites. And, uh, yeah, I'm real, I'm real broken up about it. And don't forget, RGB is a Nazi. Dude, yeah, that was crazy. She really is a eugenicist. Was. Was. Good riddance. Good riddance all those eugenicists. Yeah, I got you black. I got you black people. Black Lives Matter. <laughs> Fucking, <laughs> we got that. We got that dirty white bitch. <laughs> uh, can, that be the, can that be the episode title? Uh, I got you black people. <laughs> it can be whatever you want, oh, Josh. Goodness. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. This has been okay. Here we at episode twenty-four. Uh, remember, we have a voicemail and good night. Uh, <laughs> Take care, guys.